We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Right now I'm talking with Aaron Weaver, one of the brothers of Wolves in the Throne Room, the Weaver brothers, man. Uh, they are uh, an Olympia-based black metal project. Um, I mean, their their sound goes far beyond the realms of what you would traditionally call black metal, but for the sake of, you know, just uh, brevity, I'll just say black metal-ish band, Wolves in the Throne Room. They've been around for a long time now. They have a new album called Primordial Arcana coming out August 20th. And uh, you can check out their video, Mountain Magic, uh, out now. It's awesome song. Uh, so first off, Aaron, how are you doing today, man? I'm really good. Yeah, it's, a as you know, a beautiful day here in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. I and mean, I actually just got back from the mountains. I was at a wild pagan wedding up wow. in the eastern slope of the North Cascades, up in Twisp, on top of a mountain, with a bunch of wild characters dressed up in coyote skins and drinking out of horns. Uh, it was a beautiful and sacred time, and now we're back in Olympia. I'm in my studio here, and stoked to be on Metal Shop, because this is a show I've been listening to since I was a wee lad. That's awesome, man. So tell me about, like, what was your first memories of that? Was it with, like, Kathy Faulkner or was it with, uh, like, um, was it with Adam Gerke? Do you remember the bands you heard? Was it, like, yeah. like Pantera, oh, yeah. Slayer? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'm, this would have been in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, middle school kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, Metallica, yep. Megadeth, Slayer. And so, you know, it's, this is a pretty murky going way back in time, but I think some death metal too, some pretty extreme stuff. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Um, because yeah, you know, you get turned on to Metallica and Megadeth, this kind mm -hmm. of stuff, but, um, very quickly we graduate the death metal, morbid angel deicide. Um, I remember the, uh, death is just the beginning compilation. Oh yeah. Yeah. We um, and that's, that's where we started with metal and, um, we've been riding this, riding this train ever since. And here we are. So you said you got into the extreme death metal, um, kind of by way of, you know, metal shop. And then those compilations, what was your first exposure to like the, uh, and this was in the nineties. Uh, what was your exposure to like black metal and that more, um, European kind of style? I know exactly the moment I was at, at the local university, Evergreen state college. Mm -hmm. Cause Nathan and I both grew up in Olympia. Yeah. Um, and the radio station there, KAOS, yes. have a CD sale every summer. Cool. And I was flipping through the bins in the metal section, of course, and came across um, in the Nightside Eclipse. Mm, yep. Emperor record. Um, Wait, they were, they were getting rid of that? Come on they now. Getting, they were getting rid of it. It was, a, it was a boner move. I don't know what happened. They must have had some really 
really deep head metalhead DJ who moved right, on. Graduated. Graduated. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And then whoever, like they wanted to like, make, make more space for fish yeah. and uh, string cheese incidents. So they had to clear out the metal section. And was it Nightside Eclipse or was it the previous record? It was the one that has the Norman, just right on the CD to the Norman Conquerors, you know, with the, uh, the mm-hmm. nose piece on the pointed helmets. I know what you're and talking about. Seeing, yeah. And I remember seeing it and being like, what? in the hell is this yeah it felt different it had a different atmosphere to it and it felt magical mm-hmm. in a way that other music did not feel and um it cracked open uh, our minds and um is a is a is a moment in time for sure i'll never forget that's that's awesome man and 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 you guys have been you know kind of some of the forerunners of of the american uh, I would say more like kind of, I don't know. I, I'm not going to even try to explain, but there's like sort of a post black metal, black metalish scene with bands, um, you know, like uh, all around the United States and then all over in Europe bands like Alcest, Agalock, and of course wolves in the throne room um, was, is that kind of just something that uh, happened organically with all these bands kind of similar vibes kind of coming up around the same time? I think, you know, it's re- really regional. Because mm-hmm. of course we came up in the days when the internet was just a, a twinkle in um, somebody's eye. Yeah. Um, and so for us, it was all about our local community and our local scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, going back to those early days, we were, you know, punks, like yep. pretty crusty, crusty punks into metal, you know, yeah. Yeah. that, that way of being. And there was just a bunch of us in those days who were, wanting more we were wanting something that felt more powerful felt more magical felt more spiritual perhaps mm-hmm. um and we heard the second wave black metal coming out of europe and um, especially out of norway and realized oh this is music that is coming up out of the earth yeah for them this for those norwegian forebears this was music that was coming out of the mountains coming out of the fjords yeah. coming out of the forests coming out of their mythology um and me and Nathan and some of our peers realized we could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to dress up like Vikings and sing about um, Frey and Odin and Thor. We're going to connect with our own mythology, yeah. our own history, our own ancestors and our own landscape, specifically the mountains that we live in between mm-hmm. um, the Olympics and the Cascades, which are full of spirits and are full of magic. Um, it's just a matter of opening our, our ears to hear. And that's, uh, that's, that's, that's our inspiration. It's, and it, and it feels really beautiful because it's a lifelong path. It's not something yeah. that we'll get over or grow out of. It's, it's life. It's our life and it's uh, beautiful. So that kind of goes into my next question and, and you kind of answered it already, but I feel free to expand on this. And, um, I was going to ask how the Northwest and Cascadia and this whole area has influenced you guys as musicians. Oh, so much, man. And this goes back to not even just metal, but like grunge or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you listen to Nirvana, Soundgarden, uh, Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. probably my favorite grunge band, Alice in Chains. Yeah. Um, it's got a feeling to it. It's got this rainy, dark feeling to it. Um, and it's just inspired by the landscape. It's inspired by the way of life, always being wet, always trying to stay warm. Yep. Everything is decomposing around you, threatening to crumble back into the earth. It's this feeling. 
Um, but there's also a lot of life and vitality there because there's so much fresh water. The air in the mountains is so pure and fills us with so much life and strength. So here in the Northwest, there's both. There's this sense of decomposition and darkness and decay, and also the the radiant light that you get in the summertime or the the purity of the the uh, moon on top of a mountain. Um, and it inspires all different kinds of music, but especially metal music, because metal opens up to the mythic and to the magical and to the world of spirits. Yeah. Um, and we do it in our own unique way, the uh, cascading way, the Northwest way. Yeah. So you um, obviously, you know, I'm assuming do a lot of camping and whatnot. And, and that's kind of just a, a, I guess, just kind of a simple way of putting it, but I'm sure you're very, very in tune with the earth out there and whatnot, but I've heard for a long time now, and I don't know if this is true that you guys have like quite a bit of land out there for your band to practice. And do you, are you guys organic farmers or is that just like a rumor? That's kind of true. That's okay. kind of true. Like um, I live on a farm. Um, oh, kind of on the outskirts of town, kind of more in, you know, the rolling countryside. Sure. Um, that's where I live with my family, but awesome. uh, Nathan lives more in the woods. Okay. Um, right up against a really beautiful cedar forest. And that's where our recording studio is. Um, and this album primordial arcana is the first record that we recorded entirely at home. That's awesome. Um, and I'm super proud of what we've done here. It's a beautiful recording studio mm-hmm. and it has every piece of equipment that we need um, to create the sound that we want to make. Yeah. Um, and it's right up against the forest. So when we need some inspiration or some fresh air or, um, are exhausted from doing take after take or trying to get the mix right, I can step outside and there's ancient cedar trees and my most beautiful stream that I've been playing in literally since I was a kid, because these are the same woods that I grew up in. Yeah. Um, and just walk a bit farther down the path and we're right in the Salish sea and the, the green murky saltwater um, on a beautiful gravel beach. Um, so yeah, having this space and this temple that we record in is so important to our music because, um, the inspiration is right there and we have the time to get things right. Mm. Um, and so that's something that I feel really proud of on the new record is that every sound was very intentionally placed there, um, and was labored over and and polished to make Mm -hmm. it just exactly the way we want it to sound. It's cool. It's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm the, now that I'm talking to you about this, it draws, I'm, I'm drawing this like total, not parallel, but distinct difference between. So I spoke with this band Imperial triumphant and they are a, a metropolitan based black metal band. They are all their music is about the city and city life and the chaos of the city. And you guys are the complete stark opposite. <laughs> it's awesome to hear like, cause I'm like, okay, so all their music is influenced by the city and Brooklyn and New York city. You guys are influenced by nature and the beauty of wilderness. And, and that must be so awesome to like be writing music. And, and especially during this chaotic year um, to, to be out there and to have so much, inspiration um just within you know walking distance oh it's like i mean it's a blessing i mean it's like it's like the greatest gift to like live this life to be able to be an artist and a musician i mean it's a dream come true and yeah i mean i honor the trees and the mountains and the forest but also a huge part of it is the fans 
Mm-hmm. And the fact that we have an audience of people who care about our music and listen to us, that's something that I think about every morning when I wake up. It's just, yeah, man, hail to the fans, like gratitude for, for this community of metal and of musicians and people who love music and vibrate on this frequency and connect to it with their hearts Yes, um, in this, in this uh, family. And it's a worldwide family. That's the cool thing about metal is that, you know, it comes and goes and different genres come and mm-hmm. go, but metal is really is eternal um, in a way that I think other types of music are not. Yes. And uh, it's so awesome to be on it for life and uh, to continue to grow and develop within this scene, within the, the, the metal spirit. Absolutely, man. So uh, I, I'm curious about the album. Um, I, I kind of want to be surprised by it, but I also, I have to do my journalistic duties here and I have to ask about the album. So we've already heard one single from it. It's called uh, mountain magic killer video. I'm assuming uh, filmed probably right out in that forest. We were just talking about a little bit behind the studio, but mostly um, up in the Olympics. Awesome. And um, on the uh, Eastern slope of the Olympics, kind of a uh, upper big quill scene area. So what can you tell us about the new album, man? Um, well, gosh, so much, man. It was, you know, we spent a lot of time on, it. yeah. Um, our previous rec- previous records have been mostly done in other studios. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of work at a vast in Seattle. Oh, I live right by there. Yep. Yeah. And a uh, litho mm-hmm. um, stone Gossard's place which is a cool spot. Yeah. Um, and we did a lot of stuff at, um, do you know, Randall Dunn, have you come across mm-hmm. him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, not a Seattleite anymore, but, um, big, important and beautiful person in the Seattle scene for many years, did a ton of stuff at his studio, uh, Aleph in West Seattle, Cool. which is where I learned so much about recording and music mm-hmm. and where we, um, honed our sound. So this is the first time we've done it all by ourselves. Um, me producing and mixing um, fully from soup to nuts right here in Owl Lodge. And um, I love it, man. I love the way it sounds. I feel super yeah. proud of it. And uh, I know that people are going to be stoked because it's, you know, just the purest transmission from our hearts and minds. So, so, so now that you have this in-home studio for that, you can create your own stuff. Are you going to be taking bands in to record their stuff? Or is this going to be solely a wolves in the throne room and your other projects or whatever, like a personal thing? Exactly. I, you know, we've had a few friends come in and use the studio, but, um, it's, it's just, it's set up just for us. Yeah. Like, you know, we have like, you know, the preamps that are just for Nathan's guitar and the preamp that's just for Cody's guitar. Yeah. And uh, the channels that are set up for the drums. Um, yeah, it's, it's tailor-made. Um, you know, we made, I made the desk out of wood from cedar trees that we cut down in the back. Um, wow. You know, the same objects that you see on the cover of the record are on our altars here in the studio. Yeah. So it's like our temple, you know, it's like That's our awesome. meditation place. Um, and uh, yeah, but it's the best. It's, it's a treat. Hey man, you can't be having someone come in there and screw up the vibe, you know, <laughs> someone come gotta, in, gotta, gotta keep the scene clean. Yeah. We don't want like, uh, um, people tracking mud in here. You know what I'm saying? Totally dude. Um, so you, you said that you, you, you guys worked a long, uh, worked hard and you worked a lot on this album. Um, did you guys record it during the COVID-19 pandemic that I guess technically we're still in, but kind of coming out of it. Um, did you guys record this during that or was it beforehand? It was mostly done. 
um, before we had the tracking all done uh-huh. and then, uh, and this would have been, um, Oh, January, right before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, and we went on tour. We did a tour in Europe supporting Amorphous and a Demu Bergier, um, which nice. was really fun. Yeah. And uh, we flew home, uh, let's say, in beginning of February. And I got real sick on the plane. I Uh-oh. started to feel really, really bad. Um, could have been COVID. I don't yeah. know. And so uh, basically the whole COVID time was spent in the studio because the record mm-hmm. was done. But we were like, man, we've got this time. Let's go deeper with it. Make and it so anything, yeah, man. And you know, in you know, I'm sure you know the story of like uh, Guns and Roses and Chinese democracy. Oh yeah. You know what happens when you know uh, you're all of a sudden on your own with infinite time? Uh oh. I mean, that's exactly the opposite of what happened to us. <laughs> we are, I think, extremely disciplined in knowing okay. like when it's good. Okay. And it's because uh, when it feels right. Mm-hmm. You know, for me as a, as the mix engineer and kind of most like kind of the producer, I'm the one sitting in the producer's chair, mm-hmm. uh, turning the knobs. For me, it's a color. The music is right. It's done when it turns a certain color. And for me, I don't know if you've been out in the woods recently, but if you come across a, uh, old growth cedar stump, uh, that's decomposed and maybe it's mm-hmm. been decomposed for a hundred years or so, you know how it turns this like deep, dark red color. Oh yeah. It's not quite wood. It's not quite earth yet. It's something in between mm-hmm. it's this rust color. And in my mind, everything is, it's right when it turns that color. And at that point I'm like, it's done. You know? Yeah. We could do yeah. it takes. We could mess around with this snare tone for another 50 years. No, it's good. And um, yeah, we're good at that. You know, we're a band that some bands can produce themselves. Other bands can't. And we're a band that can. Nice. That's, that's perfect. Then you guys have the in, it's like, you're all, everything is built up to this point where now it's in house and you can just be uh, in charge of everything, which is awesome. That's good. I've had good teachers and have uh, paid attention along the way. And, you know, you were talking about coming from punk and hardcore, like kind of crusty stuff. That's so punk, you know, is, is having it all there and very DIY, which is awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. We, we like that approach. Like we built the studio, like mm-hmm. with hammers and stuff, um, like physically doing it. And we made a, we made that video by ourselves. just bought the cameras, figured out how to do it and, um, tapped into the, the right spiritual vibration and just made the video. Um, yeah, it's just how we like to work. It makes sense to us to, to have things be purely from our hearts and minds. That's like the dream for a record label too. just, Hey, what's the budget. Okay. They're going to do it all themselves. All right, cool. They handle it. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Uh, yeah. I will say that. Um, yeah. It's, this is the first time we've worked with relapse. Yeah. And it's been great, man. The relapse team has just been just killing it. Um, just with the vinyl colors and just all the support mm-hmm. they've given us. It's really allowed us to focus on just the creative side and not worry about the, uh, you know, boring logistics of getting records pressed. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's gotta be so much of just like stress out of the way. Just you focus on the art and they can handle the business business. Exactly. Yep. I put out, I mean, thrice woven the previous record. I put that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was, it nearly, it nearly killed me. It was really good to learn (laughs) about that side of the music business. Yeah. But man, pressing vinyl is stressful because you've got to plan it like a year out. And, uh, the tour is planned and nothing, none of the dates can move and everything has to be done at a certain time. And it's, uh, it was, it was a thing I would not do again. 
but that's part of doing it yourself, right? You, you do it yourself and then you learn what you like and don't like, and then you can, uh, you know, give that to other people to do. <laughs> I learned I'd rather play drums and make music videos and leave yeah. the stressful emails to someone else. Um, so I, I'm curious, you guys, uh, you just mentioned, you know, you guys did a tour with Amorphous and Demu. You guys are huge overseas as well. Um, and there's like such a huge metal scene over in Europe and over in the world, truly a global scene of, of rabid metalheads. Um, now that the world's starting to open up again, and I'm assuming you're going to be doing some touring all over the world. What is one place that you because you guys are a Northwest band and you guys are always centered here. Is there another place that con connects to you like the Northwest does? Yeah, definitely. Um, a few spots. Jeez. Let me, let me think about it. If I could think of one, mm -hmm. I think the one spot we've played that I love the most, it's this venue called Neudig Alm. Mm. It's outside of Salzburg in Austria. Okay. And um, we have a friend there named Barth. He used to be in Belfagor. You know the band? Oh Belfagor? yeah. So Hell he, yeah. He, was, he was too wild for Belfagor. They threw what? him out. How does that happen? Because he was too extreme. <laughs> this guy sounds like a maniac. He's a maniac. He's a literal <laughs> Viking maniac. And he has a family piece of land. I guess the old farm going way back to, I don't know, hundreds of years ago. And it's on top of a mountain, like on top of one of the Alps, like wow. way up there. And he has built the most amazing venue slash temple um imagine the the a lodge that he's made out of hand-hewn and carved timbers imagine a basically stonehenge size stones in this huge circle with a fire pit on the summer solstice he builds these log pyres like for a bonfire literally 100 feet tall of notched spiraling logs like a double yeah. helix look people can look it up just type in noidegalm or type in Funkenflug Society, which is the okay. name of the, their cult. Yeah. They have like a cult that they have going on up there. And um, our first experience there was, God, like 12 years ago, our first show in Austria on our first tour. He did the show for us in a cave in the middle of Salzburg, which is wow. riddled with caves going back to salt mining to Roman times. And we met Barth there and fell in love and connected over metal and psychedelics and spirituality and. Yep you know, wild power. And we've been friends ever since. Um, so I look forward to going back to play at his summer solstice festival. That sounds it's incredible. It is incredible. It's wild. It's hard to believe that it's real in this, in this human plane, but it, it happens. God damn. Yeah. Well, if I ever give the chance, uh, that sounds amazing, but I feel like I might be a bit of an outsider there. So I don't know, maybe if there's ever another metal show going on and I'm over in there, but either way I, we can, I can look it up and, live through that oh i'm sure i'm sure you'd be very welcomed another good spot uh fire fire in the mountain fire on the mountains festival i've heard a lot about this we, we played that last year that, that's the other spot amazing festival amazing people and amazing like i don't want to say brotherhood because it's mm -hmm. you know half women as well yeah but the brotherhood of like metal and community and spirituality and feasting and celebrating together through heavy music man, that festival has got something special going on. Well, I, I, it's, it's a special time. And speaking of like the word special, just, you know, it's going to be a special time here as the fall comes and, and the end of summer and shows come back and it's just going to be such a rejoicing. That's a new word I made up such a, uh, a, a, uh, so much energy and we're just going to rejoice in the, in the uh, return of live music. And 
the new album coming out August 20th. Again, it's called Primordial Arcana, and you can pre-order it now um, through Relapse Records and through Wolves in the Throne Room's Bandcamp. Um, before we go, I have one final question, and this is a bit offbeat, but we do ask everyone we speak to, and it's a bit of an odd one. If you could pick a scar on your body and tell us a bit of a story of how you got that scar, Aaron. <laughs> I've got some good ones. Cool. Let's see, I'm, I'm looking right now. I have on my right knee, mm -hmm. I have two large scars. The, the first one it was right before my wedding um, about, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was planning this enormous festival out on a, the piece of land we lived on. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be a wild spiritual event. And I was carving these uh, tent poles and I just bought this Grants First Brooks timber framing ax, mm -hmm. which was literally, you know, you can shave with it. Just the sharpest thing you could imagine. I it, right before the wedding, I stuck that thing into my knee. Oh. And like when it happened, I was like, Oh sh And I was wearing a pair of Carhartts and I peeled apart the two layers and like, I could see the bone and the femur was just totally just flayed open. And I was like, God damn it. There goes my leg. The hospital had to get surgery. And so I have this massive scar that reminds me of that. And then right next to it, just like maybe a month ago, I was splitting firewood, exact yeah. same ax. I put the same ax into the same spot, <laughs> but it wasn't nearly as bad. This, like I didn't have to go to the hospital that time. Dude. My son helped me uh, close it up with butterfly sutures. Um, that ax so has a thing out for you, dude. I, yeah, man. I, I, I should get rid of that thing. Or like, or uh, just be more careful with it. So there yeah, weird scar. I got two um, scars on my knee from the same axe. Damn. Well, I hope uh, you more luck with that axe. And uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, dude. I, I've always wanted to talk with you guys and just kind of waited for the moment to, to approach. And I'm glad that, um, you know, we could do it to promote the album again, Primordial Arcana coming out August 20th. You can watch a video for Mountain Magic coming out now or um, available right now. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say to the Northwest metal shop audience? Just hails to KISW and to metal shop and to the Pacific Northwest, man. It's uh, it's our home and we love it. And we love you. Dude. Thank you so much, man. It's uh, I really appreciate you chatting, man. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, it was fun. Let's be in touch. Absolutely, man. Take it easy, dude. All right. Peace. Bye. Thanks. Bye. This has been metal shops backstage pass. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.